Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. It's not Richard Serrett this evening. My name is Victor Vigiani, sitting in the big chair. While Richard is, as they say in the biz, he's on assignment. So he's left me in the big chair, and uh, here I sit with any kind of luck. We will do some justice to the big chair tonight, and hopefully you will enjoy that. Coming up, we're going to have a bit of a strange conversation, and I hope that uh, you'll bear with us because it will stretch your imagination beyond belief. And it's about the merging of souls. This young lady, her name is Jeannie Klein, has had it happen to her. Somehow she has managed to merge with another soul, a deceased soul. If that's not strange enough, the soul she has merged with, hold on to your hats, is Superman. Well, actually, not really. She's merged with the deceased actor, George Reeves, with his soul, believe it or not. Somehow, inexplicably, these two share a soul. It is a very, very strange story. A story that, if you're sitting down, uh, you'll be okay. If you're standing up, you just might fall over when you start hearing the kinds of things that will stretch your imagination beyond control. So I'd like to welcome Jeannie at this time, Jeannie Klein and Gary Duncan. I want to kind of get an, an indication from you both, um, Jeannie, just as, as an idea. You were 13 years old uh, when the spirit of George Reeves uh, uh, came to you. And apparently um, it happened on the day that he uh, of his demise. I believe it was uh, June 16th, 1969. And it, 59. Yeah. And, um, pardon me, yeah, 59. And it, it happened all at once. Uh, I know we're going to get into this more deeply, but I, I really have um, a great interest in finding out, did this thing hit you all of a sudden? Was it a gradual thing? Did you recognize what was going on? Uh, how did that happen? Well, I think uh, you were on vacation, and I just knew, you know, he came to me and said, I'm gone now, but I'll never leave you. And it was one of those things that, you know, when you're, you know, essentially a kid, you, you, you think, you know, what's going on here? And then you go on and we were on vacation at the time in Colorado. So there were a lot of other things going on. But as, you know, the years progressed, you know, things started to happen and I knew things and, um, you know, it just became more part of my life that, you know, I, you know, found that our lives, a lot of things paralleled, and, you know, he was always there. Did you recognize him as, as George Reeves? Oh, yes. You did. Okay. Okay. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. I played that clip for a very specific reason, um, and it's almost a, a strange synchronicity, uh, both you and uh, uh, Jeannie and Gary. 
As a young boy, I grew up with George Reeves, every single episode of Superman. I had the red cape. I jumped off the, the side of my couch, pretended that I could fly. Up at the cottage, I would leap off the swing that uh, my granddad had built in the back of the cottage on the two big pine trees, and I'd fly through the air, um, pumping hard so that I could get uh, as much velocity going as I could. Uh, on an occasion, I would hit the side of the cottage, and, and it would be very, very painful. So I realized then I really wasn't made of steel. But the, the whole synchronicity of, of how this is happening this evening with someone like myself who's, uh, who literally grew up with this, with this fellow, both Superman and George, uh, I find it a very um, interesting uh, coincidence, if nothing else. Uh, Gary, you've, you've had a career um, in, in, in research. Um, you spent near 21 years in the private practice as a psychotherapist and a sex educator, as a licensed professional. Right. Um, you've had a, quite a background, and even as a, a Gnostic Catholic priest. So you, you have uh, pretty well covered the, the whole gamut of the, the psychological aspects of this, as well as the spiritual aspects of this. Right. Um, at the beginning of this whole thing, how, how, did, you, how did you first meet Jeannie? Uh, I was teaching some courses at the University of Cincinnati, and Jean came into my uh, <clears throat> my autumn course, and I was teaching a, a course on dreams in the winter, and she was in that course. And then I was teaching a course in the spring on um, Western inner traditions, and she came in that course. And all through those uh, the first meeting. She um, asked for my card, my business card, and eventually in the third quarter she set up an appointment. The odd thing was, on the day that she set up the appointment, I picked up the phone to make an outgoing call, and she was on the line already, and that just sort of blew me away. She uh, set up an appointment, and when she came in, uh, she... uh, told me the story uh, uh, that there was a spirit with her uh, by the name of George Reeves. You know, as a psychotherapist, the first thing that popped in my mind was, I'm, was I, that I'm dealing with a psychotic here. And she presented a picture of him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a George Reeves fan or a Superman fan. Um, by the second interview I had with her, uh, this spirit began to talk to me. And uh, immediately I thought, well, I may be dealing with a mobile personality here. Uh, but as time went on, uh, I became um, eventually convinced that Jean was having some kind of a uh, delusional experience. And I set out to uh, crack some holes in it. But as time went on, uh, it flipped back on me. And uh, as a matter of fact, we ended up at the Super Museum in Metropolis, uh, Illinois. And through Jean, George names costumes he wore, ones he didn't wear, uh, a certificate from Pope Pius, all confirmed uh, by the curator. And I was totally blown away. And uh, so all of my little psychological theories began to crumble. And eventually, um, because of... That experience with uh, Jean and George and some other experiences, uh, I was working with people that were, uh, that were dying of AIDS and I was having some profound spiritual experiences there as well. Those combined, I eventually, uh, uh, left being a psychotherapist and became a, a Gnostic Catholic priest. Um, so I, I, I view 
this whole um, um, experience as a continuum from the psychological to the spiritual. Now, could you just very um, quickly, if you could, uh, kind of encapsulate the, the clinical description of, of this, this merging of the souls? We're not talking about you know, two separate entities here or soulmates. You're talking about some sort of merging. What's the clinical description of this, well, if there is one? we have none. Uh, the closest we can come to, or closest I can come to, uh, is like a, um, a unitive experience in which, like the mother and the child, or the, or the baby that is in her, when she gives birth, she's still psychologically and spiritually connected with that child. Mm-hmm. Jean and George are similar. Now, in their particular case... Um, they say that their souls split apart as male and female and has gone through lifetimes after lifetimes uh, experiencing different variations of love. This whole concept can be traced back to Plato. And um, also the, uh, uh, the Persians talked about it, this concept of uh, twin souls. And when the merger takes place is when the souls have uh, gone through... Um, um, various incarnations, and they're ready to finish a, a specific lifetime, and then they merge to go on and experience other lifetimes. So my hunch is that this lifetime, uh, see, George is waiting for Jean to die so they can be together and go into the light together. George hasn't gone into the light. So my hunch is that this is the last lifetime that Jean and George are going to have in our physical reality, and they're going to move on. But it is a unitive experience. It's almost like a... Mm-hmm. Uh, so to classify it in a psychological or psychiatric way is very difficult. Um, the only... The only... Um, uh, real way of looking at it is through a spiritual context, and that's why I call it a unitive experience. Mm-hmm. Those experiences are in the mystical, uh, and Jean and George are having that type of experience. Mm-hmm. Jeannie, <clears throat> what does it feel like? Can you give give us a sense of what it actually physically feels like to experience this? In, in what respect? Um, well, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to imagine... For me, or... or um, it, it's kind of evolved, like you said. Things, as we have gone along, have kind of changed. And I guess as I'm getting older and getting closer to, you know, the end days, it's going to change even more. Mm. That he's more part of me... Um, and, you know, for Gary, we would split off sometimes. I mean, he did all kinds of experiments to see, you know, what was going on when we were we were getting together. And now it's hard to tell the difference. I live my life now, and this is what George wants, that I get the experiences here. But, you know, he's still here. He's still part of me. And, you know, and I can tell sometimes the difference in, in thought processes, as mm-hmm. it were, things he wants me to experience. Uh, 
as he did in a way. So, so I guess what I'm asking you too is, uh, when you find out information like uh, Gary just, uh, such as Gary just told us about the costumes, the ones he did wear and the ones he didn't wear during the during the uh, the TV program, how would he have related that to you? Would it be a verbal communication? Would it be some sort of sensual experience? Would it be a telepathic experience? Just how would that information have been transmitted to you? It's just like talking to you. Um, he was talking. It's it, it like he was using his experience and talking through me, as it were, that I was, uh, you know, I guess the popular word is medium, but that wasn't exactly it. Right. You know, it was him saying, you know, this I didn't use that. You know, this was some other time, and, you know, this obviously was put together, and I would just know things. All right. Would this experience be like, um, like almost predestined? It was it was supposed to happen at, at some point in, in, in your life? I mean, it, what kind of bond is it, and how intimate is it, and how drawn was he to you or you to him? Oh, yeah, it was meant to be, you know, and we found that out later on as, you know, we went through things that, um, and I guess that's why, you know, as you were as a child, I was drawn to him. Mm-hmm. And after I grew, I didn't know why after a while. That uh, and it wasn't just a Superman show. I'd know other things that he was doing, other other films, other uh, parts of his life. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was, you know, I'm I'm showing you how it was with me, and this is how it's going to be with you. I see, Gary. I I want to throw something at you. Um, do you get a sense that uh, George Reeves, as you have come to know him through uh, through Jeannie, do you think that he was at some point in his life, or all of his life, was he predisposed to this kind of psychological, um, whatever you might want to call it? it was it something that he um, knew about, or that it was eventually going to happen, or did it just happen, or was he predisposed to it all of his life? I uh, uh, <clears throat> let me give you a a, a a a term. There's a term in psychiatry called a dual unity. Mm-hmm. And that is very similar to what is going on with, with uh, Gene and George. Now, to address the, this particular question that you just asked, mm-hmm. uh, George didn't realize until he died uh, what his destiny was with Gene. He had his, um, he, he told me his spirit guide. Uh, he, uh, and I forget the name of the spirit guide, uh, but he told this uh, spirit guide to find Gene. And he and he found Jean, and then George went to her, and went into her dreams, and that's when he told her that he would be with her. Now, uh, now, since you're talking with Jean, George is there as well. So you may want to ask George a question, mm-hmm. because it, uh, because when I used to work with them. I would talk with uh, Gene a while, and then I would talk with uh, George. Unlike a mobile personality, to where there's sort of an eye click, there's a uh, there's an odd stare or some kind of a shift. It's like I was accessing both people, both identities at the same time. And I even had an outside psychologist give them both uh, a um, um, a high powered psychological. Uh, a test uh, called the MMPI, and there were two distinct identities. Uh, Gene took it once, and and uh, and a few hours later, through Gene, George took it, and there were two totally different profiles um, that emerged. So there's there's 
there's two distinct personalities there. Now, I, I did an experiment once with uh, with George. I was I was trying to see if George could pull away from Gene, and I had a court appearance around uh, an estate. Uh, one of my clients died, and George came to that court appearance, and he described it perfectly. Uh, so he was able to pull away from uh, Gene, and normally he would be able to do that when Gene was, was asleep. But if you have a particular question that you want to address to George, you can do that, and he will answer you through Gene. Mm-hmm. So there's there's actually a conduit through which right, right. George can can express himself through Gene. Right, right, right. And since you were a fan of George Reeves, you may want to ask him something. Um, I, uh, since you have, uh, with uh, Gene, you have them both there. Well, I was just going to ask uh, the, the question of, of Jeannie, you know, is this something that you can turn on and off, or is it just like he's there all the time tapping you on the shoulder and saying, my, it's my turn? It's the latter. Um, okay. He doesn't always gotcha. say, it's my turn. <laughs> he, he sort of jumps right, or he just, fly, he just flies right in, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of life are you living right now? Very quiet, <laughs> in comparison to the way it was. <laughs> how, how was it before? Well, you know, I was quite a nightlifer. She's not. We're antithesis. <laughs> I see. Tell me about your love-hate relationship with this role that you played. Well, it got me the... Uh, name recognition I wanted, but it killed my career, and that's why I feel sorry for the the guys that came behind me. You know, look what happened to uh, some of them, too. It's, uh, uh, wanted a leg up, not, not uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a boot out the door. <laughs> I guess the other question that I have to ask you is um, what is your assessment of um, the life that you lived? Mm, Good question. Hmm. Well, we always can do better things. Um, In Hollywood, you have a skewed view of, of... reality as such, and when you become a quote-unquote personality, it becomes even more so. Mm -hmm. You can do a lot of good or you can do a lot of harm. And uh, a few of the things I tried to do good with, and and like her, I I like to work with children. Um, But on the other hand, you know, the partying and... uh, that got out of hand, but again, it, it's where you are and what you're doing at the time, mm-hmm. and, and it's still that way. Um, part of being a celebrity is being out, and being out is out in the uh, uh, party life. Mm-hmm. Um, are you planning another life to get it right this time, or to try to make things right that you didn't have right to begin with? Well, existence is a learning experience, you know, you, and you find out, and that's when you, when you leave, you find out 
did I learn what I was supposed to learn this time? And if you didn't, then you find another existence to try to learn that lesson, more or less. Mm -hmm. And yes, we probably will. As Gary said, maybe not here, but somewhere we will find out what we need to learn and learn that. It's We hate to say evolution, because that becomes a bad word in this reality, but you evolve into a higher being. Do you take much time away from Jeannie? Not a lot. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) No need to at this point. I see. No, but there was a time when I had to separate them. Uh, You remember that, George? Yes. Remember how peeved off you got of me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just uh, it went through my mind. <laughs> okay, with that, folks, um, we're going to take a break. I just need to catch my breath after that little episode. <laughs> um, I just about fell out of the chair. Let's take a break, and we'll continue this on the other side. Hey there, I'm hard at work on another edition of Inner Sanctum, my free monthly newsletter. Inner Sanctum features my monthly brief, a column of my thoughts and opinions on what's happening in the world. It features a spotlight on a past guest, a look ahead to an upcoming episode of my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show. It features a look at this month in conspiracy and UFO history and my Conspiracy Unlimited podcast episode pick of the month and so much more. To get your free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum, delivered to your email inbox, just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on Inner Sanctum and register. It's fast, easy, and again, absolutely free. Fasten your seatbelts. Place your tray in the upright position. You're about to leave behind everything you think you know. You know. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Here we are back again. We are speaking with um, Gary Duncan and uh, Jeannie Klein, and we're talking about, uh, I guess, all of the aspects of uh, of their book, Twin Souls. That is the the melding, or however you want to call it, of uh, George Reeves and Jean Klein. Um, very quickly, uh, Gary, if I could. Um, the idea of uh, what Jeannie is going through right now, and I sort of picked up on it in your article, regarding, uh, first of all, regardless of what the materialists say, there is something very, very strange going on here, and there are other realities that they do exist. I think uh, I, I know that for sure myself. Just, I don't know how I know it, but I do know it. But the other thing that that I want to address, it's a more the more physical aspect of what's going on here, not necessarily the the more ethereal ones, and that is the the idea that Gene is somehow shape shifting, looking like the late George Reeves. Now that that is something that I find in completely uh, incomprehensible. Not that I don't believe it or, or not believe it, but I just it's just hard to get my my mind wrapped around that that idea. Um, when that first started, uh, I started taking pictures of uh, of uh, Gene, and uh, and what I discovered, and this blew me away as a therapist, 
that they were having a sexual relationship. Um, a spirit was uh, and Jean, uh, Jean in the physical flesh, and George in the spirit. And during the orgasmic phase, an energy would leave George and go into Jean. And as this process occurred, Jean started shape-shifting. She started looking more and more and more like George Rees. And at that time, the first thing that crossed my mind was uh, spirit possession, uh, sort of like in, um, in, in the voodoo trance, the, uh, uh, the person in the trance, they, they, they shape-shift somewhat. Uh, and I started uh, investigating that, but it, it, it didn't pan out. But there was some sort of an energy that was passing between George during those lovemaking uh, sessions. And that's what I alluded to earlier, because uh, it got so bad for Gene that it was totally exhausting. And I had to mm-hmm. create a, a special room in Gene's inner world so that she could go into and, uh, and be a f- free from George Reeves during that period of time. But it was during that time that there was heavy lovemaking, and energy passed through him into her, and she started taking on his physical uh, characteristics. I and then, see. and that's when I started taking pictures. I see, and that seems to be evolving more and more. Right, right. Jean, uh, Jean has masculinized to the point that at times she can be in a ladies' room, and a woman will come in while Jean is in there, and she she will look and she'll see Jean and think that she's in the wrong bathroom. I see. And Jean will say, "No, you're you're in the right one." <laughs> uh, so 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 yeah, she's 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 becoming more and more physically. Uh, masculine, looking more and more like George Reeves. Now, Jean, do you actually feel this occurring, or how, how's that happening? You mean the transformation? Yeah, in a tactile sense. Um, well, it's just uh, kind of like aging. You know, you get up in the morning and, you know, the hair's gray now. <laughs> you know, then um, it, it's the way it happened then. It was kind of gradual, and, you know, and I'd thought, and the picture in the book, if you've seen it, um, yep, I, I thought, in a way, I looked like him anyway. And I even wrote some letters because I thought, well, maybe there is a connection, and that's why I'm I'm looking more like him. Maybe there is a background, you know, genetically that you know mm-hmm. we have a common relative because we were from the same, you know, from Illinois, the same areas. Right. Uh, part of my mother's history, I don't know, because she was adopted and. Uh, you know, he didn't know a lot about his history either. Some of it was shielded from him. And, you know, I thought that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, but I could see it more. And, you know, I, as Gary said, I, I became more masculine looking. And, um, and it, it, I, I don't know if it's good. I look like a little old man now. <laughs> <laughs> now, is, is, this, is this something that... Uh, is is an evolution both physically, uh, and you're you're becoming the, the taking on this male persona or whatever you w- would want to call it. Is there a similar spiritual evolution going on in, in you? Between that, the, that's right. The two of us are together. Yes. Um, and I, you said, you know, Gary said, well, I'm not moving around much anymore. Asking if I'm going out anymore, and and you know, we're just together, and you know, we're just living this life now. 
together. Well, that, that brings me to the point of, of asking this question of um, the, the personification of this individual, Mr. Reeves, and, and Gene's psychological, I guess, involvement in all of that. It, it, it seems to be, at least to me anyways, there is a soul um, awaiting some sort of completion here, either uh, the transition into one soul or Reeves real identity or whatever it happens to be. There seems to be a movement towards some sort of completion. And, and what, what kind of sense do you feel that it will be complete? And do you have any sense of where it's going, I guess, is, is what I'm asking you. Oh, yeah, I think, well, and that's what it seems, you know, like, what, what's the purpose of this? And this is what we mm-hmm. asked all along when the, when the uh, experience started, you know, why? You know, why is he here with me? Why me? And I think that's the conclusion, too, that once the physical body dies, then we will, you know, be together and go on, evaluate and see, you know, what the next step in our um evolution happens. Mm-hmm. Now, Gary, as, a, as an observer of all of this, um, I, I guess I could ask you the same kind of question. Is Where do you see this going? And, and is there anything that you do as a facilitator to move it along? Do you monitor it? Do you guide, support? What, what, what is your role in this, in this movement towards completion? Well, what I have been looking at, and, and, and I've been dealing with a lot of other cases uh, of, of twin souls, or what's called twin souls. Nothing approaches this this Gene and George phenomenon. But it, it from a spiritual perspective, what I see this is about is it's about that that we're all interconnected in some way. Mm-hmm. Gene and George, they 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 came here in this lifetime. He spirit, her her physical. Uh, to show that they are connected from this world into this next world, and uh, and I think that there's a larger a larger picture here, and uh, um, it's like why do souls split apart? I mean, I, I don't know that answer, but I do feel that Gene and George, their their soul is in other lifetimes as well. This is only one lifetime, and they're. They're coming together in this lifetime to move on, but I believe that that, that their soul is in other lifetimes at the same time that we're in this lifetime in a in parallel realities. So as I monitor them, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at all the other cases I've been working with, and I compare those cases to the Gene and George case. This is a totally different. Uh, situation. It's very different from any of the other cases I am, I am working with. I'm, I'm, I'm also, uh, talking to, uh, not talking, but, uh, but emailing a lady in, um, uh, in Australia that's having a similar, uh, experience, uh, but nothing on the, um, the gravity of, uh, Gene and George. So as I monitor it, I'm looking at all these other cases and comparing it and trying to figure out what what is the big picture here? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to find. Well, I think the big picture is what humanity can learn from these kinds of situations. Uh, if this kind of, of uh, uh, melding or whatever you want to call it uh, is something that's universal and, and it shows us that in some way we are in always uh, connected with everybody. Right. So that y- you and I have a, a certain 
affinity for one another and that's just that just goes for humanity period which is not something in secular society that's easily uh, either a explainable or accepted by by people and, and this kind of instance kind of stands up and, and indicates that, that there is something going on and the first thing that comes to my mind is the acceptance of the mystery of the trinity and how um uh, catholicity has brought the, this into being uh, either through enlightenment or um Whatever you want to, inspiration. Uh, is there is there any similarities with that in in the religious uh, context? Um, in some of the uh, the uh, Edgar Casey um, um, uh, readings, he talks about. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the the uh, the, uh, the uh, Trinity. He talks about something very 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 similar. Mm-hmm. That the twin soul is a very sacred. Um, experience, but he, but he, but he doesn't talk about this this physical transformation. He he just says they they uh, split apart and they come back together uh, at the point of completion to go back into one soul. Okay, we are just about coming to uh, a bit of a closure here, and there's a, about another thousand questions that I would have for both of you, but our time is limited. Uh, uh, Jeannie, just a, a bit uh, a word about your book, very quickly. I'm sorry. Just a, just what a word. Would you like to know? No, just a word about your book. Where do you get it? Uh, oh, ask uh, Gary that. Okay. <laughs> well then, Gary, I'll ask you three questions then. <laughs> yeah, just Amazon.com, mm-hmm. and and you can also go to the uh, to the publisher's website, which is uh, com. I see. Okay, and I understand, Gary, you're uh, you're in the midst of writing a book, uh, Death, Transcendence, and Beyond. Right, right. I've uh, worked with a lot of people uh, uh, that are dying, and uh, and I've developed a, a method to help them go into the next journey. I see. And uh, and, and I've been exploring uh, how that journey takes form mm-hmm. and what they're to spe- ex- expect once they go into the light. And that's what that's. And I'm also writing a series of articles for. New Dawn, uh, mm-hmm. about the, the uh, spiritual uh, connections to how you can talk to people that, that have crossed over. Um, and, and this journey I, I uh, take people on, and I'm writing an article now on what the, what the uh, spirit and soul are. Well, an absolutely fascinating um, 45 minutes or so that uh, I really hope that we can get you back on again and maybe uh, drill down a little deeper into into all of this because it's something that, uh, because of my affiliation with the character of uh, that George portrayed and, and also the wider um, cultural, religious, and human, uh, you know, human aspects of what's going on here, uh, it's not something you can cover in 45 minutes and say, well, it's all done. Um, well, all you have to do is send me an email. Okay. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say, George or Jean? Well, we're all connected. And, and I think that's the big thing that we found out. You know, we went into past life experiences and things that Gary and our other partner, Daryl, have done together. And sometimes you meet people and you think, Boy, they're familiar, you know, and you have a, a good relationship with these people, and and you continue that through your life experience this time, and mm-hmm. it, it we're just all connected, and so much of the, in this reality doesn't <clears throat> acknowledge that. Well, that's part of each other. Yeah. Well, that, that's one of the things that concerns me the most that the, the reality that we live in just won't accept this other paradigm, um, right? 
and uh, it, it, it is a it is a kind of a, a bothersome thing when you when you're speaking to people and you get the literally the physical um, I guess feeling that there's no way that they will ever accept this this idea of what's going on. In any case, thank you both very very much for joining uh, joining me this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we hope that we can uh, get you back on uh, very and, very soon. And I have really enjoyed it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. 